Evening, everyone. How's it going? Thank Kirby here. Till about 9.30, I think we've got a protester from Parliament uh, kicking in a bit later on the program uh, to walk us through how it really is uh, down there. It looks like a dance party, to be honest. It looks like you could sell tickets to it. Anyways, welcome to the show. Uh, we've got a, uh, a big show tonight because Bomber Bradbury, um, New Zealand's number two political commentator uh, on his number two podcast uh, in the country, is going to grace us uh, with his knowledge and insight and uh, commentary on um, all things politics. So we'll do that very shortly. If you'd like to participate, you can. You just jump on. We'll put a little link in the comments section. And, uh, hey, uh, you can be in the hot seat too talking to us. i got to say, though, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you can visit talkback.nz. Cool. Okay, let's bring in our, uh, our guy. He's uh, Benny Mack. He's our fact checker. Got a formula, and here it is. How are you, mate? Good, buddy. How are you doing? Good. What's happening? You're driving home, are you? Yeah, I'm currently commuting on the uh, fabulous Auckland motorway system, the Loop. I'm on the Loop. Man, he's on the Loop. Fabulous. Um, and your, de- your your destination is is home, or are you going to be going by the White Lady, or what's happening tonight? Oh, I'm actually thinking of going to uh, to Denny's. You know, Denny's is one of my frequents, and uh, it's one of my dives that I go to to get, you know, nutrition. Fantastic. All right, well, uh, take us along for the ride. Uh, we'll come to you, you know, here and there. Yeah, hopefully they let me in. Of, uh, I'm only wearing jandals. All right. Okay, well, let us know. I've always wanted to know if I can get into Denny's and jandals. <laughs> oh, yeah, mate. Thank you. All right, we'll be back with you very shortly. Thank you. Good evening. Well, my Bradbury, welcome to the program. How are you? Where's the studio? His studio is uh, quite literally in the back of his van. <laughs> it's green screen. <laughs> <laughs> he just opens it's all on the back door. <laughs> <It's amazing>. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're not funded by New Zealand either. Air on air, New Zealand on air either, so hey. You know, it is what it is. Thank you very much, Ben. Uh, we'll bring you back later on the program. Oh, <laughs> Live from his lounge. Blessings, blessings, Ben Bond, uh, Benny uh, Mac, the, the greatest fact checker in the Southern Hemisphere, as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. He is constantly checking those facts. He is amazing. Uh, so this 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 protest, uh, before, like, you know, nine days ago, it was those racists and some homeless Māori um, chasing down and threatening our politicians, urinating everywhere, bringing their bloody kids. And now it's turning into a very well-organised, they've got uh, toilets, they've got hay down, there's child centre looking after kids, there's a little education unit, uh, i.e. you can draw on the wall with chalk. Um, you know, they've got they've got themselves together. How serious is this, do you reckon, Bobs? Uh, 
Um, I think it's serious because you're dealing with people who don't feel they have anything left to lose anymore. Mm. And generally, when you get people to that level, oh, they're 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 in it. They're in it for the they're in it for the the long haul. Um, I think that what you've got here is a unique situation in New Zealand politics. You've got a lot of working class people, a lot of New Zealanders who um, didn't feel that they could take the vaccine for whatever crazy reason. And, of course, they live in a liberal progressive democracy and you can't be held down and had medicine injected into you. So the mandates have hit a certain group of New Zealanders very, very harshly. And if you're not middle class and you can't work from home, Mm -hmm. there's actually been for the last two years an economic and social inability to be able to live your life the way you feel. You feel that you've been ostracised. A lot of these people quite angry. And a lot of that anger has been manipulated and whipped into a frenzy by some um, pretty extreme far-right Steve Bannon-inspired media. Um, Just to give you an idea, one of these groups two nights ago was arguing whether or not the moon landing is a hoax. Just to give you an idea of where they're at, you know. Um, So you've got a lot of working-class people who have felt very, very betrayed by Jacinda's kindness, who feel very angry, who have all turned up at Parliament... The police weren't ready when they turned up. They didn't really sort of understand how full on this would be. And then on the Wednesday, after they tried to barge into into, into Parliament and the police very professionally pushed them off, said, you're not coming in here, you feral lunatics. Um, and that night there was a lot of uh, argument amongst the different factions uh, and some of the factions got up and left the next day. So the actual the, the actual event itself was imploding. And then on Thursday, this is Thursday last week, Trevor Mallard comes out onto the onto the balcony with all the media there. He throws a, a short man tantrum. He tells the police to clear the lawns. And what he in fact does, this is just as the movement was about to implode and dissipate, Mm. what he did on the Thursday was create a common enemy and put out a 10-hour live stream recruitment video, for Christ's sakes. More people turned up, 122 were arrested. (laughs) They couldn't arrest them all. He ended up looking completely powerless and weak. Yes, Yesterday, Police Commissioner Costa came out and said, something must be done, and we will do something, and we will move their cars. And then right after he says that, he says, and please, are there any any tow truck drivers who might be able to help us? And you're going, why are you telling everyone that you've got no muscle to back up what you... And 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 then Trevor's squirting them with water, and he's playing music all through the night. It's like, it's like like they're actually inflaming the situation. And these people, there's more of them. There's five times more than when started. So all of this has has, has been terrible. So on social media, they're inviting people down. The network is working. People are dropping everything. Now they're painting it as an be part of history. As we as as we roll these guys, you know what I mean. So it's just going to get bigger, and it, it swells on the weekend because it's now become a tourist. Um, it's Rainbow's End. So uh, 
I think like David Seymour wants to unite and kick off discussions. I thought that was brilliant. I think someone needed to, uh, but uh, Jacinda's not going to come down. Uh, she she won't speak. I think that for the left, the because the, the, see, there's a, there's a political problem here for Jacinda and Labour. They're always talking about standing up for the working class New Zealanders and helping those from poorer, vulnerable communities and da-da-da-da-da. Well, here you have a whole bunch of people from poorer communities, from Māori communities, from, from, from beneficiaries, from workers, people who have been banned, haven't been able to get ahead because of the mandates. Well, they've all turned up. And, of course, most of the people who vote Labour now are middle class. And so all these middle-class Wellingtonians don't like having these smelly, feral lunatics around. And, oh, they said mean things about my mask. And, oh, someone egged a kid wearing a mask. And, oh, they say awful things. And, 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 and so the activist left have been demanding the police go in and smash some bloody skulls while everybody else is standing back aghast going, this is crazy. Of course you can't negotiate with people who turn up and make threats against the Prime Minister and make threats against MPs and make threats against public officials. Don't you think that's No, 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 no. You've got an obligation if you're going to start these kind of protests. You can't pull this sort of stunt. So negotiations off the table. But what is on the table, I believe, is an MP of some mana, whether it's uh, David Seymour and Willie Jackson, whatever the combination to go down there, take the concerns and ensure that those concerns are held at, heard at the top table and then they leave. Because nobody wants these mandates to keep going. Nobody wants to just ostracise people who are unvaxxed and keep them cut off from the rest of society forever. That's, that's, that's not the way you grow a country. Of course we all want to end these mandates. But you can't end them just as Omicron is hitting. And I think that the worst case scenario would be the police go in there with batons, the police go in there with dogs, the police go in there with tear gas and clear that lawn. Because while these people are lunatics, some of them, and while they've had their, their fears and their pain manipulated by far-right radicals, while all that is absolutely true, and I don't agree with a lot of the things they're having to say, they have the right to protest in a liberal progressive democracy and if we move in and force them off the lawn I think that will be a tragedy to New Zealand po uh, politics and it will be a wound we won't get back from and will only serve to radicalise people more so I think somebody's got to go down take up those concerns and then they've got to move on. Tim Firth says this might be X moment to save the day I mean they need it in the polls right these guys are tanking by the second uh, they have been taking a heavy, heavy, heavy price. Um, it looks like Christian dad, Lex Luthor, uh, is, is actually, has, has, has picked up a lot of that angry right-wing vote that had been flirting with ACT and it's gone home. Uh, so ACT is sort of around six and a half. They've, they've taken... Poor old Lex Luthor now. Uh, yeah, that's right. Christian Lex Luthor. So Christian Lex Luthor... Has, has won them back. He's won those those angry white male votes back from flirting with ACT. And David Seymour is needing some values, uh, right-wing value stuff to get his teeth back into. This could work. This could well be it. Could he? I mean, this is political point scoring, isn't it? I mean, this is the game, right? The game of chess is on. 
Well, the game of chess is on, but he's actually playing it for the the, the basic decency of, of of democracy. Someone has got to be the first one to try and talk this down and de-escalate it. All you've had is a speaker playing dirty, crazy games that's only resolved them and hardened them and they're not going anywhere. So someone has to be the bigger person to cross the divide, start dialogue and try and come to a negotiated way out of this. The police have been very clear. They can't arrest their way through this. And unless you want riot police going through that lawn, there's no other way this ends. How damaging is this for Jacinda, do you think? I think it's very damaging for her brand. I think it's damaging for her brand because she won't even listen to people whose her policies are hurting. Uh, I think it's damaging for the Labour Party who are running around screaming, they're all Nazis, they're all Nazis. Look, most of these people are just frightened, scared, angry New Zealanders who have got nothing to lose. Sure, they may have been manipulated by these crazy right-wing buggers online into, into some crazy belief systems. But but for the for the most part they've got the right they're working class poor people who are being hurt economically. They have a right to have their voice heard. Yeah. I think I I find I feel for the families and I feel for those people that were promised a lot uh, by the government, but like you say, COVID has moving goalposts. The mandates have been cruel, and a lot of people are hurting financially, and the funding just isn't what it used to be. We were in absolute lockdown. And, 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 and also on top of that, look, there was a legitimate reason to be angry with this government. If you look at Bernard Hickey's work on where did all of that money the government pumped into the economy, where did it go? The majority went to people who were already rich. So you've got poor people who are bearing the heaviest yoke of economic mandates whose piece of the pie was immeasurably tinier than the very rich people who didn't need the pie in the first place. You've got rents rising. You've got food prices rising. You've got lots of reasons to be very angry and frustrated with the government that promised to be transformative and delivered sweet fuck all. And I think that that there's a reason to be pissed off about that. And that's legitimate. You should be able to have the right to be able to protest about that. And the way Labour and their Labour supporters have tried to paint them all as Nazis, I think, is terribly uh, uh, middle class. And and, and I think that there could be a real danger here that things get so out of control they've got no choice but to send in the bloody riot police. There was no question, and and let's be quite clear, there was no question that the state can move those people off that lawn tomorrow, right? Because the state has a monopoly on violence. It just takes 200 cops and riot gear, pepper spray and dogs They'll clear that lawn. Now, the political damage will be just would be nuclear from that. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be yet that the, the front, the caucus within Labour have gotten their head around the fact that if we don't start to de-escalate this now, that's the only option left on the table. And nobody should want that. Question from Andrew Smith. Will Labour MPs join National in voting no confidence in the Speaker? Oh, my God. He's just what the... I mean, I... I, when I was watching on Thursday and and you saw him come out and he was clearly agitated and angry and he'd had all of the parliamentary service people in his ear complaining, they were mean to us, Trevor. They did this to us, Trevor. It was so awful, Trevor. Trevor, they had to move a, they had to move a bus stop. A bus stop, Trevor, a bus stop. <laughs> right, so, th- so, so they're yeah. easily triggered, middle-class little darlings, and these very, very... <laughs> 
crap his guts sort of bow, salt of the earth type of having a go. Um, he comes out, does his little tantrum, and he just orders the police. And you could just tell a knee-jerk reaction. He hadn't thought it through. The police were like, okay, well, we'll, we'll move as many as we can. And at 122, they reached capacity. They, they couldn't have, they couldn't arrest any more people because they didn't have any cells. To, yeah. Where are you going to put him? Where are you going to put him? Right. So, so, so they didn't think it through. It radicalised so many more people, and they all saw a common enemy. Most New Zealanders see cops through police ten seven. Right. That's the that for most New Zealanders, their interaction with police is through police ten seven, and it's a chuckly cop and a fair cop and a just doing our job, man, sort of cop view. Right. They don't see police picking people forcibly up, roughing them up, and then dragging them off. They don't see that normally. And for people watching that, it would have made them sympathise with the people being dragged out. Not everyone, not everyone. There was that lady whose clothes got dragged off and all that type of stuff. There was a nice little uh, cop video where they were handing out some lollies. You know, I think it was like day five. Oh, 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 look, look, the the police... The police have done, I think, an incredible job here. They have not been sucked into doing anything too extreme. They've played a very fair game. I believe they should never have been asked to go in on Thursday. I think that was a terrible strategic blunder by by Mallard. And he only compounded that by then turning on all the sprinklers, which then hardened their resolve, and then playing like like a bargain basement psyops playing all this late-night loud music. I mean, if you're talking about people who have got nothing to lose, who have been pushed to the edge, who have turned up on Parliament, spraying them and keeping them soaking wet and freezing cold while keeping them up at night, it's almost like he's driving them to violence, for Christ's sakes. You know? So the question, again, from Andrew Smith, will Labour MPs join national voting no confidence in the Speaker? I, I, I believe there is no MP with the mana to follow through with their conscience on this, no. Good. Nice and generic. Hey, um, the management team are very interested, though. Uh, the leadership of the protesters are, like, by the hour, becoming more and more media savvy. Um, they've been on ZB. They've been um, they've been like ZB for once are going. You know what? I think I'm with the protesters on this. The mandates have got to go. Anything to bl- blame Jacinda? Obviously, they can't stand it. But they're with the protesters, and the protesters now have like are sending out coordinated letters and, and, and videos to social. I think they're doing a really great job. They have managed to adapt quickly. I think, I think, I think when you had so many of the identity politics woke left coming out on social media and calling them all Nazis and framing them all as having white supremacist views and all crazy anti-vaxxers. And and, and look, there is some of that, no question. But that's certainly not the majority. The majority are just people who have been crushed down and who are angry and who are frightened. Live streams, um, they've they've got DJs and bands playing protest songs and they've got speeches on the hour, every hour type thing. And, like, when the rain was there, they had free uh, shops were opening to free raincoats and umbrellas, trying to keep people warm. It seems they've settled in for the long haul, I just wonder how long can this go before 
the tempers are frayed. Well, this is and this is and this is and this is and this is where this is where we need to be strategic. We need to be strategic because the last thing we want to do is trigger these people or give <laughs> them any more propaganda, right? So no police over-the-top actions, no batons, none of that shit, because I'm telling you now, if we go in there with dogs and batons and tear gas... What about the tow trucks? Them out, what about the tow trucks? Is well, that- well, again, again, I mean, what does that show you? The fact that the, tow, the working-class tow, tow truckers won't turn on their working-class mates no. to make middle-class Wellingtonians feel easier. That, yeah. no, that this is, this is actually wider now. People are going, hey, we have had to do all of the essential lifting here. You've all been able to work from home. You know what? Fuck you. And I yeah. think that there is there is a lot more of that out there. They, you know, I, 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 my thing is that it has to be de-escalated and talked down. And 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 here's the and here's here's, here's, here's the reason why it will end and implode quick enough. Omicron is coming. We are we are going to see a wave of illness hit this village, this set up village, and it will implode on that illness. It will. It just will. So so you don't it's need to go. To be honest, it's it's a cold, isn't it? And then if you're really old and can't handle a cold, you're going to go to hospital. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna have comorbidity. You know that'll kick in. Um, it's it's easily spread. If, if if you're living closely together, I mean this 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 camp I imagine will go down pretty quick, um, and you wait till then. You don't give you don't give these people the propaganda opportunity to be able to sell a narrative to the wider uh, disaffected and the angry. But it's, <coughs> it's a reminder that if the government doesn't do something fundamental for people's quality of life, these are the sorts of response people get sick of it. Defence Force and that show of strength, those vehicles are now in Wellington and they're on display and um, they're ready to go in. We're just waiting for Costa to go start. I mean, that could be a trigger. It is a fucking ludicrous decision. Costa has got no power as the police commissioner to reach out to the New Zealand Defence Force. This is a constitutional issue. The New Zealand Defence Force hadn't said anything back to him because they don't want to get involved. Anytime the police call on the military mm. in a civilian issue is deeply constitutional problematic. Yeah. And they've gone in as a show of strength, but I think that they will be finding overnight the lawyers are banging their heads against bloody brick walls saying, you can't do this. It, it, it requires a level of martial law that none of us want to trigger here. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, arguments about who has power and who has the constitutional rights to do what, uh, and everyone's quite nervous because, of course, if you cock this up, there will be cases in front of the Supreme Court. These are the kind of people who will do that, you know. Hey, uh, moving away from uh, Wellington, the protests, uh, conversion therapy. Uh, a couple of people uh, didn't vote for it, and now their mugs are all over the television and they're being highlighted, and um, the LGBT uh, community are saying, don't come to our parades or anything like that, Simon Bridges. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of... I don't really understand what this law was for. Um, they weren't able to quantify how many people are actually being converted in this manner. Um, they, when the idea first came up, I thought, well, this sounds, you know, reasonable. 
uh, I would imagine an exorcism where you've got a young priest and an old priest, the power of Christ compels you, the power of Christ compels you to force the, the, the demons out. I mean, I, I think that anyone who believes in an invisible magical flying wizard who could pray the gay ghosts away in the year 2022, I mean, that's obscene and it's well, ridiculous. Was it someone electricity? Did you put something on your nipples? How did it work? Does anyone I, who, know? Who, 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 who knows? Who knows, right? But, but, but it was interesting the Ministry of Health, when they were asked about this in 2019, their advice was don't criminalise this. Education is a better way. And what we've ended up with is, I think, the low-hanging fruit of identity politics um, virtue signals. We've got we've suddenly expanded it to three to five years in prison, which again I don't believe in the magical invisible flying person yeah. giving praying the gay away. But yeah. if you've got someone who says, "Look, I'm really conflicted. I the Bible says I've been reading Leviticus, and the Bible says men shouldn't sleep with men. Uh, please pray over me." Da da da. And you have a bad time of that. Who I'm not sure. I'm still not sure who gets arrested: the priest or the person who's asking for. Um, so it's a it's a piece of legislation I think that makes people feel good without actually explaining well how's it going to work. I think maybe this will go underground. You know, like abortions back in the day. You know, you have to, maybe have to travel to Hamilton. Um, you've got you know there's a little convent out the back there. My the- fear, my fear is that somebody will, um, of course, want to martyr themselves on this. Right? You'll get a Brian Tamaki. Who you know? I will still pray the go ghosts away, yeah. even if they send me to prison, and and it will become a rallying point, which I think will be completely counterproductive. Um, the issue that then got even a little bit more complex was the whole issue of what happens if um, your child wants to transition. Now, um, a lot of parents might have real issues about saying yes to puberty blockers for their teenage daughters or teenage sons. Now, if your teenage son or teenage daughter asks repeatedly to go on puberty blockers and you keep saying no, 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 well, technically under this new law, you have stopped them from being who they can be and you might get arrested. Now, I just think that's not what everyone thought when gay conversion therapy, young priests, old priests, power. I'm, I'm just learning about puberty blockers for the first well, 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 Exactly. All of these extra things. So I think that there was actually really legitimate reasons you could be critical of this piece of legislation and say, is this really the thing that we want? It's always funny for me. We on the left are the first to say that prison doesn't work. Prison is counterproductive. Prison is a terrible thing. Yet when it's something that we feel particularly triggered by, like homophobia, oh, sweet Jesus, we can't get the jackboot of the state in that person's face fast enough. Three to five years in prison for praying the gay ghost away. I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. That seems pretty fucking extreme, doesn't it? Three to five years? No! I mean, you know, but but we've passed it and it's all yay, 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 rah, 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 rainbows. And I just think it was, I think it hasn't been able to quantify who's being saved. It hasn't actually been able to explain what the bloody hell was for. And you know the um, first person to do it is going to get the book thrown at them. Oh, and they're going to get the five years, you know? Right, right. So I just, I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I look at the fact that we've got 25,000 people in emergency housing, 210,000 children in poverty right now. We've got uh, over 50,000 families living in poverty. And, 
and the things that we're worried about and we're pushing for are gay conversion therapies that no one can even tell you how many of those are going to happen or what's the... I mean, I think the last time anyone was prosecuted for it was in the 80s. So it doesn't seem like it's been a very, you know... Um, Daryl, Darren Fortune, what if they set up a vax clinic? Surely that would get rid of the protesters. Thank you very much, Darren. <laughs> uh, Courtney Richards, can the government bounce back from the frequent bad optics their fault or not? Um, um, well, look at look at look at the latest polls. Look at look at look at the latest polls. They have been able to hold. Labor are going up in each of the polls. They're going up. It's one point four, one point five. But their position, despite having terrible, terrible, terrible media coverage for the last two months. People are saying, you know what, Jacinda, I may not agree with everything you're doing, but you're damn sight better than Christian Lex Luthor. Maxa from our YouTube uh, broadcast says, some bizarre stuff coming out of Auckland Muralty. What's Ephesos' chances of winning? Ephesos uh, Collins um, is the um, current Auckland City Councillor for um, South Auckland. He uh, is a great friend of mine, wonderful bloke. Uh, I've got a lot of Araha and time for him. Um, there has been this weird um, kind of play for power between the establishment Auckland left and Efeso Collins. They don't like Efeso because Efeso is quite a free thinker and is someone who actually puts poor people first. And the establishment left don't quite like no, that. No so they were, they, were, they were going to back Richard Hills to replace um, Phil Goff, uh, who's just announced that he's finally leaving. Um, and they just cut Efeso completely out of that deal. Uh, I've always said that Richard Hills has a glass jaw and that the first moment he gets into the ring, he'll knock himself out. Um, last week, he declared that he wasn't going to run because it's been so stressful. So He didn't even get into the ring before his glass jaw exploded. Um, so there's a real tussle over who's going to win the left-wing nomination. In that fight... You have Leo Malloy, uh, and do also Leo, now. Do you think also, Leo is cooking his goose? Uh, um, just a little too aggressive. Well, I think I think the, there's there's a lot of aggression in the city against Jacinda. Um, I, I, the the other rumor that's just came out this morning, of course, is JT John Tomahiri may oh, well be you. throwing his. So oh. if he throws his hat into the ring. Uh, that will certainly make it much easier, if, I think, no for Leo Malloy. No one wants back in charge of anything, it seems. Well, they quite like him at the Wairapiru Trust. Yeah. Um, and they yeah. quite like him from the, from, the, from the Māori Health Authority point of view. Yes, right. He's had, some, he's had some wins over the last two years, let's be honest. Didn't make the Herald, so my, no one really knows about them. <laughs> anyway. Mate, thank you very much. Um, I'm just worried that Leo is uh, cooking it with um, with just his aggression level goes up, it goes down, it goes up, and you don't want a um, you don't want a lunatic, but you don't want a deeply emotional person. You know, you just need to kind of be in control and keep it smart, casual, as opposed to smart, casual is a good way to put it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, don't blow it, Leo. I mean, he's got a lot of traction. It's going well. But, hey, thank you very much, uh, mate. And uh, we'll be uh, talking to you next Wednesday. Really appreciate it. Always a pleasure, my friend. Talk soon. All right, mate. See you soon. Yeah. So there he is. Uh, That was a good chat. Thank you very much, uh, Leo Pomps. 